0: CLC family, we're going to be talking. We're going to continue our series in uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6 1, uh, 1 through 4, on uh, on children and on parents and uh, and all the things that happen in between them. Uh, as we start uh, today, let me pray and ask the, the Father uh, to teach us from His Word. Um, uh, Jesus, you are so good. And so we come to you, and you, say, James, if uh, anybody uh, lacks wisdom. And so um, we, uh, that you will give freely. So we ask you for your wisdom. Um, Would you make the connections within our hearts and our minds uh, of your good plan and our, your good plan specifically for us uh, within our families? Um, We love the fact that uh, you, uh, you can supersede at any given time and often you give us um, just your perfect insight. Um, That happens through your word. It happens through our brothers and sisters. And today Father, we ask that as a as a group together that you would uh, you would do that you would cement those things within our hearts that you would like us to do um, and who you would want us to be, and so uh, we ask this Father in the wonderful name of Jesus, Amen. Um. So the best day of my junior high career, as we go through parenting, is. Uh, is uh, was a day at the end of March, beginning of April in my seventh grade year. And out of all the days in junior high that I remember, this day I remember specifically because I was sitting probably in my third or fourth class of the day and I got called to the office. Now, over the intercom system, when you get called, um, uh, it's usually back in the day, it was very difficult to understand, but it was usually not a good thing. So when they asked, you know, Mrs. Johnson, would you please send Eric Dunable to the office, right? It it was like, oh no, what did I do? You know, my 12 year old brain starts spinning of what, of all the dumb things I had done, um, that what had happened, like what had they caught me, right? Because I'm getting called in. So they must have the evidence, right? And uh, when I got to the office, my father was standing there. Now, my father was usually at work during this time. And so, right, your heart sinks, like something bad must have happened. If my dad is here now, either, right, uh, you have that one or two seconds of panic. Oh, no, is it this bad? Not just I'm in trouble. My dad's here, right? Um, But um, to my surprise, it was not bad. My dad looked at me and said... Um, you know, we need to go someplace today. And I'm like, do tell father, where do we need to go? He says, don't you know, it's opening day at the Giants game. And so we've got tickets and we need to get up there as soon as possible. Now, it took, I remember thinking it took like four seconds for my brain to process this. Like, wait, 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 wait. I'm leaving school, like I never left school. Um, and my father explained that my birthday's in March, that my, him and, him and uh, my mom had decided, they, they decided to get me um, uh, this gift. And so the fact that I wasn't coming back to school. And I remember having that moment of gloating that I wanted to go like, wait a minute, dad, could you just get give me like ten minutes? Because I want to go to all my other friends, all my other friends, and let them know. Hey, just so you know, I won't be at school. So when you're in PE, I'll be at the Giants game, right? Um, And uh, but uh, I remember that moment because it was the, the overall picture was uh, my father telling me and showing me that our relationship was more important even than my relationship at school that it could he could supersede and yes uh, these are few days and that's probably why i remember it but today our relationship of going up and seeing the giants was more important than uh than the rest of the school day i still remember exactly the section we sat in here now what 40 some years later we sat in section 18 row one right below the press box if you remember uh you know candlestick they, play, they played the Padres and they lost that opening game back, back in the late 70s. And it was still one of the best games I've ever been to. Um, and so today, as we look at Ephesians, um, God has built in some wonderful things from, from history, his plan for us. So let me read from Ephesians 6 uh, 1 through 4. Paul says this Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first command with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, as we've been going through Ephesians, um, uh, we've heard some great background. And let me just give just a little bit of background on on what Paul is doing in these passages. We heard this last week um, on marriage, is um, when Jared and, 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 and Tiffany uh, shared. And also, you'll see that if you read through the end here of Ephesians, it's, um, and Paul does this in many of his letters. And so, just to set the context as you're reading, it, um, to these young churches, these new believers that did not grow up in a Jewish tradition that would have had. Um, so much background, even if you weren't a believer, you had it it was sa- it was saturated within their culture their their faith in their uh, and their culture uh, were tied together even though many people were that were jewish weren't religious it still was it was so was so thick in their um, their culture and really what Paul is doing here is he's he's giving what would would be simply put as wisdom literature right? If you go back through Psalms, if you go through uh, Proverbs, you'll hear the same sort of sentiment to uh, to God's people, right? So uh, Proverbs 22, maybe we're familiar with this passage. It's in that same vein. It says, train up a child in the way he or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, right? That's that's really important for Christians, but it also is general wisdom for Anyone in the world to hear and go, well, that makes good sense, right? Proverbs 1 8 and 9, the very beginning of the book of Proverbs. Um, the, the writer says, This, listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching, they are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adore your neck, right? And this is where the beginning of Proverbs says, Get wisdom, get God's wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord and the love of of the Lord. And so, um, this is the spirit of which Paul writes. And you'll find this at the end of many of his, uh, of his writings where he'll have a section of like wisdom literature. And if you think about it to a young, uh, to a young growing congregation, uh, in their faith with new believers and new people from very for many different backgrounds. Now that Gentiles were coming into, you know, uh, he's uh, he's giving this great instruction to overrule some of the other instruction that maybe they had grown up with right and so the first thing we go to is is our first point is this that god in this verse is he god gives an umbrella of provision for children so children what god is doing and i'm going to use this illustration and this is a, a a great common illustration is with this umbrella um um, and I did pick this umbrella up from IKEA, like you can see. Is um, But what God does is this: is that His instructions of giving your parents to you is He says they are going to be my umbrella of provision and protection for you, not just to provide food and meal, but to provide wisdom and instruction. And so, and so, when you listen and op- and line up with your parents. God says that his umbrella of protection is over you. His, his umbrella of provision is over you. And that's his main way, his his, his, uh, his designed way of taking care of us, right? If you want a great life, this is what he says. Now, the first thing I want to, for, for you as children, for you, especially you living under your parents' roof right now, when all of us are, are obviously children to our parents, but... Um, the first thing I want to just emphasize is this is that when we look at our parents just know this first your parents went pro now what I mean by that is this is if you're let's say you're a sophomore in high school right you um and you had to go get a job and and, and provide for yourself what would you do right now some of you have some great skills you would have to get a place to live. You would have to get a, a, maybe a way of transportation and to work. What, t- what sort of job could you do? Your parents, with the help of others, have done that and not just done it well. Like they, m- most of them have done it incredibly well. They, they play at a really high level. So when your parents are giving you instructions, instruction, they, it's coming from a place where they um, have seen down the road, right? Uh, they're playing chess, and many times when we're growing up, we're just learning. We're playing checkers, if you will, right? Like, imagine if you were growing up like me as a kid and you love basketball. If your parent was a professional basketball player, would you listen to their instruction? Right? Right? Now, right? yeah, you'd be, yes. And you'd be, you know, as a, as a seventh grader playing basketball, you might be working on some things, but if your parent had played professional basketball... They're going to be instructing you two and three levels out. And it's why honestly many great players are in the NBA. It's actually kind of strange to think that the some of the best players in the NBA, parents played in the NBA yeah, right? It makes sense. Like the three best players on the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, Andrew Wiggins, all of their fathers played in the NBA. They, it's no mistake that that training got them to that place, right? Their father's instructions, right? Working on their game. And many of you know, like uh, for you basketball freaks, knowing that how Steph Curry had to, his dad made him change his shot, right? At the beginning of his high school career and how painful it was. He doesn't change a shot. He probably is not in the NBA today, right? And so, uh, um, and so your parents are that way, but they're that way with, every area of life. When I went to buy my first house at 24, where it made sense, all of a sudden, my dad came in and mother and gave me this advice. They gave me the pathway. All of a sudden, my dad was the smartest guy in the room, where just before I was always thinking, dad, why are you wearing socks with sandals? What is that about? My dad's like, like that, you wouldn't, you know, I was thinking, how dumb is that? My dad's like, I'm too busy Going pro to worry about my socks and sandals, right? It doesn't really make that big a difference in his life, but to me, I was like, that makes a big difference, right? It really doesn't. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing you need to know, Jalen. When we start talking about obeying and listening to your parents, right? Is that is that this is the and why that's God's primary way? The things that sometimes we think are important when we're young are parents because they're so far down the road. they they know better and in the second the second point is this is that god chooses the parents as that primary way to guide you that's the um, that's the umbrella right and and god even in making adam if you go back to the first um the first stories of scripture in genesis is that is god every morning and every night comes down and walks with adam in the garden he gives him jobs to do he instructs him and he spends time with him in this loving relationship. So even God in creating Adam plays that role in in this idea of this umbrella that your parents when they give you advice that um when they when God says obey them why? cuz he says I'm working I'm working in their advice so that you would know. And if you just listen to it, I will work out um I will uh, I will protect you in it and I will work out the details. So Jesus, um, uh, there's there is this language all throughout Scripture that Jesus says, in um, um, looking at Jerusalem as he enters into it, he says, "Oh Jerusalem, his heart is broken. How often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks underneath her wings." It's that picture that everybody who grew up during, especially this time, was was agricultural area. They had seen this over and over, right. Uh, chickens and birds gathering their small ones underneath their wings to protect them. And him saying, God, he goes, I do the same thing. And I provide you with parents to always be protecting you and providing um, providing your way. And so children, if you want to be close to God, your first move is to love God by obeying, by obeying and honoring your parents. That is one of the ways that God speaks to us through scripture, through our community of faith, uh, but when we're children, he speaks directly through uh, our parents. And um, here's God's promise. God's pr- uh, promise. And and what um, what Paul is doing is he's going back to Exodus 20, and he's saying, "Look, uh, children, this is a commandment. This is one of the early commandments, and it's a commandment with a promise that God will make it go well. So even when your parents are wrong, and as parents, we're wrong." We we get things wrong. We we sometimes don't understand things. Sometimes uh, we don't get the full picture. Um, We can be short. We can be uh, tired. But even when we get even when parents get things wrong, God says, "I'll make it right." You can trust that if you're obeying your parents in a way to honor me as God, like God. God put them in in our lives for that reason. God says, "In faith, I will make those things right," and I've seen God do that over and over. And He also has a little, but also He goes, "I also give you a long life." Now, back a couple thousand years ago, there was no guarantee of a long life. Now it's it's much more commonplace, and you can, you know, you can read like what was the average lifespan of somebody who lived back then. But God in promising th- those things um, wasn't just a, a, a generality. It was I. I it really is something we can say, Father, I want to honor you by honoring my parents. And so um, God will speak to speak to you through your parents. Um, and, um, and there's something special when you seek out your parents' advice to say, God, I, I don't know what to do here. And you go ask your parents. Now, growing up, I came to faith in high school. God called me to be a minister. And my father uh, is not a religious man. Um, but he was a good father to me. He loved me. And so um, during one summer in college, I had two opportunities. It was a strange summer. My sister was getting married, so I had to be home, but I got an opportunity to be a counselor at a Christian camp, but I always wanted to do this. And the the gentleman who was running the camp was because I really want you, I'll give you two weeks off to go back, which was kind of unheard of for my sister's wedding. The camp was in the Midwest. And yet I had another job at home where I had worked here in the Bay Area for the city of Mountain View. And I remember, I, I said, I remember thinking of this verse and calling up my father. And I said, okay, God, if you lead through my father, if you lead through our parents, let me call up and get my dad's advice. So I laid out this scenario with my father. And my father, again, who doesn't go to church said this. He said, well, let me ask you this question. He said, if you, if you work at the camp, I'm sorry he says if you don't work at the camp will um will those young people still hear about God and I'm like oh yeah they'll hire another person in my place I'm completely expendable he said okay he said now if you don't work for the city of Mountain View will the people that you work with will they hear about God I sat and thought I go actually no the last summer that I worked there I was the only Christian and they knew that I was studying to be a minister and they would kind of make fun of me for it you know um, and, um, you know, all, you know, jesting, knowing that I didn't, you know, I I didn't partake in some of the activities they partook in. (laughs) And yet they, uh, yet I had a really good relationship with them. And when he said that, it really clicked. I said, you know what, you're right. Um, that working for the city of Mountain View is as holy as working at a Christian camp. And I think you're right. I think I need to go be with, uh, those people. And it really shifted my mind. My father gave me the best advice. Um, and so children, let me just say it this way. If you're here, you're with your parents. Um, our relationships are not always easy. But Woodrow coral who's a pastor, said it this way. He said, honor your parents and the Lord will honor you. And I, I love that kind of quick sentiment. We honor our we when you honor your parents, God will honor you and uh and i really do believe that god is really specific and um and he he intercedes and he breaks through and uh without going through the stories as a youth pastor for years i saw children obey their parents thinking i don't know what's going on and later on to go oh god was protecting me from this relationship from this event from things that'll happen god will take care of you as we honor our parents this is the old some of the oldest wisdom in scripture and yet uh God will speak through your parents, even when we don't quite understand, because God's always three and four steps ahead. He knows what He's doing. Now, I want to say one thing as I say that to, to um, as 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 God's words teaches this is is this, and just this just as a quick thing, uh, as we get older, some of us have been deeply hurt by our parents. Um, and uh, and this could be its own sermon. Maybe one day we should have this. But some of us, um, as we get older, we've, um, some people have faced verbal, physical, or even spiritual abuse. And, and, And you say spiritual abuse, yeah, that's when we use God or faith in a manipulative way, right? And so how do we honor our parents if our parents step out of God's umbrella and go this way? remember, and I would say this, that God never says, honor your parents over me, right? Jesus said, hey, your mother is outside. They came and Jesus says, who is my mother and father? Those who obey, you know, uh, those who obey the father. Those those are my closest family members, right? And so God always says, first and foremost, that we always honor God. So when our parents do step out, step out and ask us to do something, or, or they do behaviors that are as outside of God's uh, will and outside of God's protection, the best way we can honor them is um, is to follow God and show them a better way. And that can be really difficult. Um, but as God gives us wisdom, I also just wanted just to insert, um, some of us have had really hard relationships with parents. And um, some of you know, working at City Team, almost everybody Uh, that came in to our program, all the men that came in were deeply addicted, almost all of them had very bifurcated and difficult relationships, had suffered massive abandonment or abuse. And so I know that with some of us here in our congregation, that hearing Obey Your Parents when we've had that experience can be very difficult. And um, and I just want to say really quickly that as parents step outside of that, we always go, nope, I'm going to, I, I need to stay underneath God's protection, even if my parents have wandered away. And, um, um, and sometimes that happens, right. Um, And so uh, with, you know, with that, I would say this is that we know that healing and uh, um, healing comes as we draw close to God, he gives us, um, he gives us the perspective that we need within that. So not only does, um, does God, uh, moving forward, does God, um, provide an umbrella of protection for us as, as children it's god's umbrella of provision um you know is also for parents right he has something to say so children this is great he looks at the, he looks at um our parents and says fathers and i think we can generally say parents don't frustrate your children uh, don't exasperate your children and instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the lord um i like the way the message says uh says it also it says fathers don't frustrate your children with no-win scenarios. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. So parents, we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility uh, to always be pointing your children towards the father. In other words, our children just aren't under, they're underneath God's umbrella of protection as we are under God's umbrella of protection. So we need to always always be um, showing them and pushing them in that direction. The great thing is this is that God uses parents in a special way to provide this this protection it's this is the greatest gift of being uh, of, of raising children is that you're not just raising children in your image're raising them in God's image and so if we can think about that that as as I stand underneath God's umbrella um, my children um, have that special protection and provision over them. Um, as we seek god and it's not a game of perfect parenting right it's a game of 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 of, of trying our best and best intents um and so um you'll notice that in the um in the verse as he says you know um he says don't exasperate don't frustrate your children he's contrasting it with but instead instruct them tell them build them up parents you don't tell the uh, don't tear them down when i was um when I was writing um, 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 a book uh, a number of years ago, I had a technical editor that would go through and correct my English uh, because even though um, I speak it, right, I don't always write it correctly. But I had a developmental, edit- uh, n- developmental editor, and what he would say to me all the time is this: I'd be writing things, he goes, "Hey, in this this first, really show, don't tell," and I, and it really made an impact on me. Show, don't tell. Don't just tell like what happened. Show it in a right. Show it through your words. And so I had to re- re- rewrite things, and it was such a um, a great process to go. How would I, you know, show you know, show me that you love your children without without telling me you love your children, right? right and it's the mom like doing dishes or the dad you know picking up after them that's how but show don't tell and if you think about what god is doing there's nothing better than when a when when we as parents go come with me and let me show you right come and let me you know um you know let me uh come experience this you know uh with me right is that when we show them our faith we show them our values it's important um Nothing is better than when we do ministry together and children see us, right, um, model our faith in front of them. Uh, when, when, uh, when our children see us um, uh, try to understand what God is doing, is when there's something going on in your family and you say, come on, children, gather them together um, and say, we need to pray for this. And we pray together. Not in a way to like, I'll get my kids to do what I want, but in a way to say, we're calling on God and I'm showing you how I do it. I don't have the answers and I'm seeking the father on this. It, it shows them that authentic faith that we don't have just all the answers, but we show them how we seek God. And um, and so this is, we're so powerful when we do it and we free our children to say, because what, one day you're going to have to do that. You're not raising a child, what we're raising and we're raising an adult right? And in, in in that saying, when parents, we do that, we also understand this, that it really is this instruction as we raise our children, we're raising them under our God's umbrella. It's not your umbrella, right? We don't use this. We don't use that God, um, this as a weapon. We don't use that you need to obey me because God says so as a hammer. As soon as you do that, right? Um, you're almost always right or wrong. But our parents, our focus is for us, again, to stand under the umbrella, Our task is is to bring them under God's care, right? And so the question I always have to ask myself as a parent is this, is this my plan for my daughter or is it God's plan? God, what's your plan for her? And it's with that deep belief, moms and dads, that we know that God created our children. He's there. He really knows them better than we do. He also knows the best path for them. And so we're always seeking, God, what's your path? Um, And oftentimes that means that our children sometimes need to face hard things, that God isn't going to protect them from those because it will be, um, right, some hard circumstance, uh, um, you know, difficult uh, circumstances, because often God will allow our children to go through that. So they come out on the other side more resilient and more dependent upon him. Oftentimes, God will open up doors that we would have never thought to open up or connect them into relationships, and um, and so we're always asking that we're always asking that question. And what happens is is that if parents, if you move outside of God's umbrella, we start to we start to have a bifurcated relationship not only with God but even with our children, and it cr- it can create that dissidence between us. That all of a sudden our children are saying, "Wait a minute, you're, we're talking about this, but then we're doing something different, right?" And so when our children call us on this, one of the hardest things we have to do with parents, mom, you tell us not to lie, but you know, you, you know, dad, you ask us to say this or do this. And if our children say, wait a minute, immediately as parents, we have to say, you are right. Would you forgive me? Right. That is, that is not the nature that God wants us to have as, uh, you know, to be disobedient to him. And uh, our children are experts. Sometimes they'll call us on things, right. Um, it it will be the most it will be the most difficult humbling experience um but if if we run into those times and believe me we do um uh to agree and say you're right if our especially if our children call us to staying underneath god's umbrella to that to his wonderful standard uh, because we all develop those uh those habits that are maybe family-led or culturally-led that aren't necessarily biblically-led right and here's the good news parents our children, will go as, they go as far as we go, right? So um, uh, as far as you go with the father, they go with us. You bring them with us. you think, well, that doesn't, no, it, it, it's actually, there's actually data on this. So um, uh, a gentleman um, gentleman named Christian Smith, um, he's a doctor who did a study, the largest study of youth and, and faith in the country um, when he was at the University of North Carolina in the early 2000s. Uh, um, surveying over years, like th- a few thousand families and children. And I, um, I, I've gotten, had the ability to sit down with them one on one and actually go over some of the data. And he said, and he said this the correlation of the data families and parents that have a high commitment to faith have children with a high commitment of faith, right? And families with a low commitment of faith. He basically said this rule of thumb after the study, you get who you are. And he says, "But just a little less, right? just a li- little less. that's what the what the um, what the um, data um, kind of you know uh, parses out. And when he said, when I sat down with parents and I said, Why aren't you even a little more forward about your about your faith with your children?" he said, the number one excuse was this. He says, Well, I don't want to shove my faith down their throats." And he he kind of looked and chuckled. He says, he says, what I usually tell them is this. He goes, all of our culture is shoving everything down our children's throats all the time. He goes, your voice needs to be pronounced, you know, but not again in a way that is demeaning or I told you so, but just constantly connecting the dots in faith. We're praying this is what God is doing. Did you hear what happened, you know? With the leaves, did you hear what God did there? Right, that you're we're always connecting stories of faith, stories of faith, right? That that we're always connecting the dots, because they need to hear their stories, the biblical stories. They need to hear all of those. Every step you take towards Jesus, you take your children with you, moms and dads. This is nothing is no more encouraging, nothing more encouraging. When it feels like you're losing, just keep following the Father, right? John Wesleyan, who's who's one of like the modern, starting the uh, really uh, pinnacle, starting the great awakening, um, which sent more missionaries out to the ends of the earth than almost any movement since the beginning of the church. He had this uh, quote saying, I learned more about Christianity, my faith from my mother than all the theologians in England. This is the powerful position we sit in as parents. Is that as you every step you take towards Jesus, you will take your children with you, right? Getting up a little bit early in the morning to pray does it make a difference? It not only makes a difference in your faith, but it also paves a way for your children, uh, even when it doesn't, uh, even when it doesn't feel like it, right? And so, um, always asking God for His pathway, always praying and asking God, like, what does my child need, right? What um, Who do they need to talk to? God, is there anything you would tell me? And at times, some of um, I've had times where the Father, as I've prayed for my daughters, has said, "I need, I want you to apologize to them for this." And I'm like, "Oh, you're right." And so when we take that approach um, as parents, and we really take seriously again this umbrella that if we're under God's umbrella and seeking Him, He sets those pathways up for our parent for uh, for children to have soft hearts. And lastly, I'll say this. And in closing, that number three is this, that God's umbrella uh, always represents that he is our true father. You know, when it comes down to it, our goal is for God to be our true father and for our children, for them to recognize that God is really the one who created them, that knows them, that uh, they are on loan to us at best. But more importantly, as some would say, that um, God doesn't have any grandchildren. The goal is to raise them that they um, that they would feel that connected to the that that connection to their heavenly Father, and so as parents, our goal is to constantly be giving our children to the Father because He's their true Father. The hardest prayer that I've ever prayed that um, was surrendering my children, especially as they got older. God, they belong to you, right? And um, you do with them, you be their true father, that they would hear from you in first person, that they wouldn't go to church to please me, but they would uh, they would love you and understand that their relationship with the father will be different than my relationship with the father. And so what this takes is that we have to pray and we have to pray and we have to pray. And constantly, it's not just a one-time thing. And constantly at every season of life, we're always praying and giving uh, giving our children to the father. Saying, God, you have to come through, you have to speak to them in ways that I can't speak to them. Right. And often God will bring other people into our life and church. This is where, like, our parents will say, God, I want them to understand this. I want them to understand this. And then when our junior son is like not understanding it, some wonderful 23-year-old comes and says the exact thing that we'll say, and they'll go, Oh, that makes sense. Right. And we're like, I'm glad it makes sense, but I've been saying that for years, right. But like that wonderful 23-year-old or the young couple that says it in the right way, they go, oh, it makes sense to them. The Holy Spirit will use that. There's no more important job. And I, I used to tell Andrew this. The secret, the secret sauce of CLC is that I've watched children growing up. They know a lot of adults and other people. It's a wonderful thing about a congregation that many churches in our culture don't have. a a true multicultural. And it's so needed because, um, because we, we don't do it alone um, as parents, that we know uh, that it does surrounding them with other people of faith, right. um, Makes a huge difference. And as parents, um, as parents, it's important to be praying, God, who can you send into my child's life? Um, and um, and as we end our time today, I want to encourage you, children, um, God has set up a way, it's, it's a wonderful way, that he says, you, you follow your parents, and you do that in faith. God says that, I'm going to take care of you, I'll supersede, I'll make your path straight, right? And parents, he says, look, if you try your best and you stay underneath my umbrella— Keep giving your children to me. It's like I will provide and protect them, right? and you don't have to go outside of my umbrella to feel like you like your children's lives will, uh, you know, will make sense. Um, that He will take care of them. He loves us, and His instructions are good. He designed life, the laws of of human interaction. And how we uh, how we do things, uh, the universe are governed by our good father. And when we line up with his way, um, life, um, though uh, though we're blown back and forth by the winds, as Paul says, that it, it things work out and God intercedes, and what um, and and so um, and so, know parents that, uh, that God is working for you, and know children that if uh, if the father ask, if you obey the father by obeying your parents. That he says, "I got you. I am with you, and I'll make sure everything uh, everything goes well with you." Let me pray for us, Father. Thank you for your good word. I thank you um, uh, for my parents, um, that uh, in my own personal life, and I ask Father that within our our church that we would be a community that recognizes your goodness. That you would uh, you would turn on the light switch in our children's minds to know that as they honor and obey their parents, that you're working, even when they uh, even when it doesn't make all the sense in the world. Um, I ask Father that you would help us uh, that you, we would raise up children to to love you in this way. And Father, uh, for the parents in our congregation, that we would be so set on loving our children and leading them by the hand to you. Give us the wisdom as parents and as a community, how to do that from our youngest to our oldest, that we would never leave their side pointing uh, the way to you. And we pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.